This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. Welcome back. Here we go. It is time for Unholstered. Thanks for hanging out with us this weekend. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I'm just one of your hosts here on Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. And welcome back to the show, Unholstered. Obviously, Sophia represents the side of policing. I represent the side of local media because during the week, I host my own news talk radio program here in Northeast Indiana. Sophia, this show is all about us joining forces, coming together to share and tell and talk about all the things that don't often get talked about when it comes to law enforcement. And today's topic, you know, obviously fits right into that fold, homelessness. And I think it's really important, and we won't do it just this second, but throughout the program that you explain, particularly the Fort Wayne Police Department's role in homelessness. But I think a better place to start before we kind of really get into the nitty gritty is just, does Fort Wayne, Indiana in general, have a homeless problem? We do. Um, And I think homelessness can probably extend to almost every community in our nation. Uh, As time progresses, uh, you know, things have become, you know, we talk about it on your other show, on your morning show about inflation and Mm -hmm. things are happening that way and things are just getting more expensive. Housing has become unaffordable for a lot of people. But what we're seeing on the street level is not necessarily that. Um, What we're seeing on the street level is more of a crisis of addiction, crisis of mental health, Um, That's where we're seeing, I would say, probably 80 to 90 percent of our homeless problem. And that then becomes a problem because they turn to doing things that are then involve us like criminal activity, panhandling, trespassing, things like that. So when it turns into this illegal activity, that is when the Fort Wayne Police Department will get involved. Yes and no. Okay. (laughs) Explain that. Yeah. Yeah. So... We, we kind of get involved on a different level in, in some some of its criminality because it's it could be construed as trespassing. Right. So they're on park property or they're on um, private property and we have to go in and, and remove them from that property. We do this um, in a very systematic fashion. So the the police department's notified. Most of the times those calls come to me um, because my quadrant encompasses all of downtown, which is where we see a lot of the homeless problem. So. I initially get the call from from a resident complaining or a business complaining that, hey, we've got this camp encampment and there's a lot of traffic to and from. So then that leads me to believe that there might be some drugs involved. So I pass that information on to our special operations captain, who then coordinates with the city and with our bike patrol to post that we are going to clean this area up. They are trespassing on this area. This area will be cleaned in one week. Please vacate and take all your belongings with you. Wow. So at that point, when that date comes, then the city goes in and we'll stand by in case there's an issue with with that, with anybody that's still remaining um, and clean that area up. And a lot of it has to be done ha- with hazardous materials because we just don't know the extent of what that homeless encampment is. And a lot of times, I'm assuming that drugs are drugs involved. Drugs are a lot of the times involved in those. Not all the time. I mean, there, sh- there are circumstances where people are just down on their luck. But for the most part, what we see, uh, in, in at least in Fort Wayne here, with the homeless uh, people on private property and or city parks, is that it's a dr- alcohol, drug, or mental health problem. But when it comes to the problem 
quote problem. I'm using air quotes here that we have in Fort Wayne. I mean, it's not like what you hear about in California, you know, in San Francisco or or the issues that some of these bigger cities have with it. Right. Because, I mean, I drive through downtown every single day to and from work. In fact, I drive through downtown right around three, three thirty in the morning. I don't traditionally see a lot of homeless people. They're not usually on the like city streets but what they'll they will do is they'll occupy parks they'll occupy in the banks along the rivers mm. um they'll occupy private property in some kind of wooded area we get a lot of calls of vacant lots sometimes they'll occupy abandoned homes um so we get a lot of calls like that so um we have to go in and we have to be um we have to respond to those but but I think sometimes people want to lay that at, at our feet. doorstep, mm-hmm. and it's really not a police problem until it becomes a criminal problem. I this see. is a social issue that sometimes we're made to intervene in, but it's really not. I, I, I'll, I'll give you this example. Um, as I run social media for the police department at times, when it gets really cold, I'll make a post, you know, telling people where the warming stations are or in the summer when it's really hot where the cooling stations are. I get people responding all the time, well, what are you doing about the homeless? I can't do anything about the homeless. Yeah. It's not illegal to be homeless. And I can only step in and we can only step in when there is a criminal thing or maybe a civil thing that we need to do a report on or something. But homelessness is not the police department's problem. But like a lot of other things, it gets laid at our doorstep and we are made to take care of the problem. That's such a good point, because, again, from a typical civilian point of view, I don't know why, but it is kind of always assumed and not just in Fort Wayne, but wherever you live, that it is the responsibility of local PD. But you're right. I mean, if you really sit and think about it, of course, it wouldn't be your responsibility unless there's some kind of criminal activity. So then I guess at the end of the day, is it the city's responsibility? Like whose responsibility is it? Well, I personally, I think it's our community's responsibility, our nonprofits, our our city government's responsibility to a point. Mm -hmm. It's also self-responsibility because there are a lot of centers and, and there are a lot of places where people can go. But they're also, with those places, rules. And a lot of people don't want to abide by rules. Of course not. Because they want to do their thing. So, like, if you go to the um, mission, you cannot be high or drunk when you go in there. A lot of people don't want to stop using. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to go there. They're just going to pick up their lunch, and they're going to take it and go somewhere else. Because they want to keep on that trajectory of their life. So, in some ways, it's their responsibility um, in other ways, there's probably not a lot of places to go for recovery that's affordable. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, so it's kind of one of those two pronged problems where we don't, ha- it's not affordable for them to seek treatment, but they also have to want to have treatment. So until they want to, it will never kind of balance out. Do you ever run into this where uh, a homeless person is wanting to be arrested on purpose? You know, you hear this all the time. Uh, whether it's true or not, oh, yeah, they just want to be arrested so they can go to jail and get three square meals a day, have a bed and heat or AC, you know, depending on the time of the year. I mean, does that really happen? Well, you know, I I think when I came on, I felt like it happened sometimes because <laughs> yeah. it just, you know, those certain people. But anymore, those charges that they're arrested on are pretty much revolving doors. They're, they're some 
low-level misdemeanors. They're just kind of booked in and released. I mean, they're not really held for any length of time. Um, so it, it's not really a thing so that's, too so much So it's anymore. kind of a myth to some extent. To some extent, yes, unless they're, unless they're doing something felonious in nature yeah. where they would be held. But does, that ha- does that happen after? Are you running into any of those scenarios? I don't think we see anything like yeah. that. Most of the time, it's just they're just trying to get by, trying to get what they need for the day from someone, whether it's panhandling, and which is illegal in the city of Fort it, Wayne. It is. Yeah, I, that's a good it's reminder. It's a city ordinance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people get upset with us when we enforce it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because they don't like the look of it. Well, I don't want someone getting hit on Coliseum Boulevard because that's a lot of semi-traffic, a lot of traffic moving back and forth. It's at, I see a lot at Coliseum and Goshen in the old district I used to work. A lot of pain handling going on there because the hotels are there. There's a lot of addiction and, and chemical problems there, a lot of mental illness um, in those hotels. Um, crime is heavy in those those areas. And you just see them on the street panhandling. And I see people giving them money. I'm stop giving them money because yeah. they're not using it in the way they said they're on their little Little board. cardboard sign. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that, would, that was kind of going to be my next question. Great segue into it. What's your best advice if and when we come up on, on homeless folks, whether it's panhandling or just sleeping on, you know, along the riverbank, like you said? I mean, do you have any advice for civilians? Just call us. Let us yeah. know where they are. Okay. Um, you know, we'll go talk to them. Our bike units um, do a really good job at making contact with all of these encampments, seeing what they're about, seeing what if they need something. Our bike patrol is fantastic. We have three gentlemen on days that do that, and they've been they do that primarily. That's their job, twenty four seven, three sixty five. No kidding. Let's talk to them. Yeah, we will do that next week. Okay. But they'll, they'll go out and they'll talk to these homeless people. They'll talk to people in the parks. They're very friendly. Um, James is just really good at making that connection with people, and people love him. Um, I get so many compliments on, on all of them when they're out and about. I'll get businesses calling in because they do business checks throughout downtown. So their primary area is downtown, and then we use them for special events as well. So they have a lot of community involvement. I guess uh, I didn't even realize we really had a bike patrol either. We do. Um, we do. And it's nice. Uh, we have those three during the day, and then we have two on second shift. And they do the same job as the day, day shift people do. Ooh, I would hate that, the uh, second shift. That would that would be like... Yeah. And in inclement weather, they're in yeah. cars. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So they don't have to ride. But, you know, most of the time, if it's not snowing on the ground, even if it's pretty cold, they've got gear on. They'll just, they'll ride. That's super cool. Okay. I can't wait that we bring them in. Yeah. That could be something you could do with your Pelotoning. Yeah. There all you the go. Time. I you could ride with them. Maybe. Go out on a bike patrol with them. Yeah. Okay. So this is a real life scenario. And I, I don't even know if you can answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Because I find this interesting. <laughs> because you mentioned um, homeless people trespassing, living in vacant homes. So a couple of weekends ago, I was visiting family in Ohio, and a family member of mine is a realtor in Ohio. So I get it. Might be different rules, but we can call it Indiana if you want to. Uh, but she's telling me this horror story about how a homeless person, when a home went up for the market, the, the sellers had already moved out. So technically, the house was vacant while there were for sale sign, a for sale sign up front, which we see all, homes all the time. That's basically a big old placard that says this home is empty a lot of times, you know. Um, she says she runs into homeless people vacating or living in these vacated homes while they are up for sale. She actually said it's a problem that's plagued her for years that she has to deal with. But she said just recently she called the cops because she usually has to bring the cops in to help remove said person. Um, but she said recently 
she called the cops, did the whole thing, went there and went inside and on the on the kitchen t- countertop, this person actually had a piece of mail sent there, like was using this location as their address, as their permanent residency. Um, and this family member of mine was like, no, 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 they don't live here. Nobody lives here. I'm selling this home. And the officer said, well, because they actually have a piece of mail that this is identified as their residence, I cannot personally remove them. And so, of course, this family member of mine said, well, what am I supposed to do? I have a showing here in like three hours and there's this person and all this stuff. Uh, Basically, the officer told her to camp out, wait for this person to leave and then go in with a locksmith and change the locks. And that is, in fact, what she had to end up doing. She had to cancel the closing that day, so on and so forth. So the story goes. But I was dumbfounded by that being the solution to the problem. So in this event... If a homeless person has overtaken it, let's just say a house for sale, if they're getting mail there, is there nothing that can be done? So this kind of goes into the area of civil, but I'm just, as I, I remember seeing some of these stories like in California, where this happens all the time. I don't know what the laws are like in California, so I really can't speak to that. But I'm thinking here, just because you have a piece of mail sent there, I get what I get what the officer is saying because we run into this problem a lot, right? So we have people that cohabitate together, mm-hmm. right? One person has the lease of the home and then they invite their boyfriend or sure. girlfriend to come in. They, they're living there for a couple of months and then they get in a fight and I want her out or I want him out. But they're getting mail there. They're, they they have clothing there. They've been there. So our, our kind of the way we do that in that instance is are they getting mail there? Does it look like they've been here? So is it just been a day? Okay, if it's just a day, okay, I will I will make you leave. But we've also had um, that instant hap- instance happen, and we we can't do anything because they've been there. Really? They are they're getting mail there and everything. But I would think, but but in my mind, they were invited to that residence, right? You just don't get to go cop a squat. <laughs> in an abandoned building and call it your own right. because you send a piece of mail there. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. It sounds like a civil issue, but I would probably make them leave um, because you weren't invited by anyone who has ownership in this property to come here. Right. You just can't just automatically show up and say, oh, this is mine. I don't think people are like squatters rights, and I don't think that's a thing in Indiana. I've never heard of it in 28 Wasn't years. Wasn't that wild? Policing. But no, I, I totally get what they're saying because it happens all the time out on the West Coast. So are we seeing here in Fort Wayne, I want to use this home for sale sign scenario does that happen a lot because like, and i'm not obviously not all homes that are for sale are, are empty at that time yeah but oftentimes they are at least you know yeah we haven't seen for, it in homes like that like, okay. that are for sale what normally we see it is people houses that have been condemned um then we'll see people go in and occupy those homes because they're boarded up and everything they'll take the plywood down but because we have city ordinances they can't stay there if it's been condemned so we can we have the authority then to remove them with, so if it's with a neighborhood code gotcha. yeah how do we sophia end this problem I mean, what are some good steps to take i mean because again the fwpd you all see it all the time i mean you see it way more than anybody else probably in this community maybe with a few city officials i suppose but i mean you're there you're on the streets you've got a whole bike patrol practically dedicated to it I mean, when you're getting all this information, is is there a solution to this problem, I guess? 
I think for me, the solution is going to be that we have better mental health facilities and better recovery facilities. But at the same time, we also have the pe- have to have the people with the self-responsibility to actually seek the treatment um, until they come to a point where they're rock bottom and they can't function. Um, we see then that's when they turn. But what is rock bottom for someone? Right. I don't we, know. we all have different definitions. I don't know. Probably yeah. And our heart team goes out. They work a lot with the homeless um, encampments because we see a lot of addiction, a lot of overdose. Um, so they'll make contact with them. They'll try to get them into treatment. They'll try to get them into resources. But again, they have to be willing to accept those things and they have to be willing to move forward in a positive way. And at some point, a lot of these people just aren't at the time we're, we're meeting them. So yeah. I don't know what the answer is, yeah. honestly, other than, you know, having more facilities for people to go to. But the, but here's where we're seeing another issue with this is we have a tremendous amount of resources here in Fort Wayne. We are very, very fortunate to have the amount of resources we have. There are people that come from all over just to use our resources. And that becomes a problem, too, because people know that. So we get a lot of people like from DOC when they get released from Indiana State Prison. You get to pick anywhere in Indiana you go. Really? And they have to take you there. So Fort Wayne's got a really good reputation of having a lot of resources and we're a very generous city and we're so a lot of people come here. Huh. We see a lot of new people and it's not just DOC, don't don't think it's just you know, yeah, former yeah, yeah. prisoners coming, but it's just a lot of homeless people come here because we have the tremendous amount of resources and we're such a giving community. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. I mean, it's great it that is. we have the resources, but on the, but at on the, the other same hand, time, <laughs> we, we are attracting a lot yes. more homeless folks or, yes. or what have you because we have the great resources. Yeah, and I think the mission was saying they were seeing anywhere upwards between twenty and thirty people a day that they just had not seen before. Um, and then, you know, it goes in cycles. Um, and well, summertime so, always. So I was actually just going to ask that. Yeah. I'm assuming. So we're in the spring. We're about to get into the summer. Do you start to see a rise in homelessness during the warmer months? And obviously, the answer is yes. Yeah, I think we just see them more out and about. And I don't know where they go in the winter time because it gets really cold here at times. Yeah, it does. Um, Bitter cold. Yeah, and we have the warming stations and things like that. The the rescue mission and and they they try and do a good job. And where we're always finding where we're behind the eight ball is in women's housing uh, hmm. for homelessness. We don't have a lot of facilities for women. We have a couple for women and children, but single women, we don't have a lot of facilities here. And especially in the emergency department, like there's emergency housing because a lot of times we'll come up and it's not necessarily a domestic violence issue. It's just they're upset hmm. and they need to separate. Or we, I've had one case where a lot of people meeting on the internet and then they come with their children and move in with someone and it doesn't work out within like a day or two and they're booted out and now what do we what do we do with them there it's not a domestic violence situation mm. so we can't go to the shelter but there's nowhere for women and children on an emergency basis to go are there a lot of homeless women and children i guess i don't know why this shame on me but when i think of homeless population here in Fort Wayne, I, if and when I do see homeless pe- people, it's almost primarily middle-aged males. Yeah. Is that not really the case in terms of it's gender and, and age? It's predominantly male, but there's a lot of women and some children. A lot of times the children will get scooped up by social services before the female hits the street. It just It's just how it goes. We, we seem to always have a place for the kid, which is great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I need, we need the mom taken care of, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so where can we go um, to place these, these women? And there's just not a lot of places. Because it's such predominantly ma- male-driven, there's not a lot of female places. So, 
you know, we're, we're trying to brainstorm as community relations on our department with our chaplain service with Fort Wayne churches to see if we can come up with some kind of solution. So the, so the FWPD is actively trying to conjure up some kind of we're trying. Okay, solution yeah. to the problem. Yeah, and, and it's just something cool. because we're concerned. This is yeah. a problem for our officers. And as 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 a community relations captain and uh, D.C. McKinney, we as, uh, the deputy chief over community relations, relations, we really try to to help our officers with what their immediate needs are. So what what they tell us they need women's emergency shelter, then we'll go out. We'll see where where can we where can we go? Who can we talk to to get at least the ball rolling, at least, at least get the conversation started. This is what we're seeing. This is what we need because our officers need this. A lot of times our officers are just paying for hotels out of their own pocket for these wow. for these families. Um, and we don't tell those stories a lot. Um, well, gosh darn it, we should tell them here on a holster at least. <laughs> but it, it happens, and yeah. it happens with great frequency. We have a very generous police department. Our officers are amazing people. Um, and you know, are they all that way? No, but a lot of them are and will pay money out of their own pocket to ensure a family at least has a safe place for the night. That's beautiful. Um, but we can't, it's not sustainable. Right. You know, we That's can't keep answer. doing yeah. that. Yeah, it's not the answer. Um, so we don't know what is, but we know we at least have to have the conversation started. You've been on the force with the Fort Wayne Police Department for almost 30 years. I always hate to date you sometimes, <laughs> but it is also really important for people to understand your resume. Yeah. Um, you've worked in several departments. You've worn a lot of hats within the Fort Wayne Police Department. But with that being said, do you feel like over the last almost 30 years that something contributed to this homeless problem that we're kind of slowly but surely seeing it on the rise? Is there something that we can point to as to the why that is? Um, me as a personal person uh, coming on this show, and I think it's kind of hard to differentiate sometimes, but I will say it's probably, I would say, a rise in mental health cases, which then leads a lot of times to addiction. Mm. Um, we can always look back and we, we talk to addicts and we do that a lot with our heart team. They, they go out there and they talk to these people. There's always some underlying um, precursor of mental health that got them started with the drugs. Whether that's depression, anxiety, you know, ADHD, something was going on before they started on this path of, of addiction. And I think that the growing number of people that are addicted to something in this country is growing such an astronomical rate. Yeah. And there's just nowhere for them to go because their families get weary of being lied to, of being, you know. Stolen from. Yeah, stolen yeah. from, yeah, and and disappointed. And then... You know, we've had people on before, like, the last thing you want to do is to have your addict son or daughter in your home and find them dead, wow. you know. So we've had two prior addicts, both Tommy Streeter and, and Nate Mollering, say that. So a lot of people do, you know, push their loved one out the door, hoping that that's maybe a rock bottom so they get help. But that doesn't necessarily happen. And they still stay on that path of addiction. And, and then it just it becomes cyclical, right? So you just get enough to get your high for the day, and then it just starts up the next day. I'm curious, and I'm probably catching you off guard. No, normally you are our stats gal, uh, but I, I know that you didn't bring any with you. I don't see you, at least your big <laughs> stack of papers, like usual. And so I don't know if you know this or not, but did did we see a rise in homelessness during the pandemic? Because you talk about even just domestic violence. We, we heard a lot about that, that where women and children were locked inside these homes that they really should not have been locked in. Uh, did uh, in, in other scenarios, not just that, but did we see the numbers go up or down during the pandemic in terms of homelessness? I don't think we saw them move in okay. any direction really significantly. 
um, maybe afterwards, um, as you know, everyone, it seemed like the the economy kind of tanked there for a bit and people didn't have jobs anymore, but there was a lot of government money coming in, but did they use the money in the right way? That I don't know. Um, In terms of how we're doing here in Fort Wayne, every year we seem to have an increase of who we're making contact with in the homeless area. So I would say that the numbers are rising, um, not at a rate of Seattle or Portland or something like that, that where it's mm-hmm. San Francisco, where it's like yeah. a problem. I think our city officials do a good job of trying to tamp it down and trying to help and trying to direct people to resources. But again, they have to be willing to take those resources and follow the rules right. that they have. Man, what a, what, a, what a challenge. It's a huge challenge. And I just want people to know that you know, we're, we're empathetic to the problem, but we still have a job to do. And when, when you see us out there trying to do that job, it's not like I want to toss someone out of their tent and make them go. But you, there's certain rules you have to follow. Because if it was your property that they were on, you You'd wouldn't be, want them yeah, there. Exactly. Exactly. So You'd just keep feeling a lot mind. different. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if, if you've got a solution, we'd love to hear it. Because <laughs> yes, that's just it. Absolutely. People always want to say, you know, it's, it's an FWPD problem or it's a city problem, a community problem, which... Yes, as a community as a whole, yes, it is a problem that we have, but I'm all ears for solution. I think every single city in in the country would be open-eared to solutions. If if someone's listening right now, Sophia, and they... They want to help support the Fort Wayne Police Department or they want to know, because you just said it, your community relations team is trying to find a solution to the problem. How Do you know how people could get involved or learn more or help support you guys in this really challenging endeavor? Well, I would I would say first look to the nonprofits here in Fort Wayne that are actually doing stuff with the homeless. There's uh, Just Neighbors, I think. They have like a yeah, truck a that goes yep. out and they do tremendous work. Um, and there's churches that do ministry and check on the homeless, make sure they have what they need. They they make sure the women are are as safe as they can be, because we know that at these homeless encampments, when there's women there, there's a lot of sexual um, crimes that commit are committed um, against women and against their will. Um, and sometimes they do it just to stay there. So it's it's a problem too. Then when it comes to that, so there's just so many things that happen. We um, start with the nonprofits and the churches. I would really start with your church. Got the heartbeat. If to you get don't involved. have one of those, then find a nonprofit that's actually doing stuff in this community and get out there and help them. Yeah. Get out there and meet these people, and maybe just befriending them, you can be that the voice that they need to hear to to make positive choices in their lives. Next week we'll learn more when we talk with the Fort Wayne Police Department Bike Patrol. Who yes. knew? Uh, this is primarily the problem that they get to deal with. That'll be. Next Next week here on Unholstered. In the meantime, you can listen to any of our previous episodes by downloading the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.